Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski here with Mario Tirabasi. Greg Boyson is back at the United Center and will join us shortly. Looking forward to hearing what the Hawks had to say about this absolute dumpster fire of a game. Stinker. 5-2 to the Columbus Blue Jackets. We can no longer call them the Ass Jackets because they have kicked the Hawks' ass twice this year. Kick ass jackets. There you go. There the you kick go. ass jackets. The kick ass There jackets. you go. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, boy, we got a lot to get to in this one, but before we do, please do us a favor. Smash that like button for us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page as well. Podcast listeners, make sure you're following or subscribed and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Flat out, almost everybody sucked in this game. Top to bottom. Yeah, this isn't going to be a happy post game. Show. There are a few exceptions of people that sucked slightly less than others. Slightly. Um, this was perhaps Seth Jones's worst game as a Blackhawk. He was bad. It was from the moment the game began, 33 seconds into the game, yep. he turned the puck over, leading in, leading to the first goal of the game. He turned over pucks several times. He took two penalties. It was a horrible game. For Seth Jones tonight, yeah, absolutely a, awful. It was, it was a rough game for everybody. Like I, I, man, I don't know. This, this, this is one of those games where it's just, like Thursday night, five nothing against Colorado. Fine, like that's gonna happen, right? It's yeah. Colorado. It's Chicago. What else did you expect? You get the 29th place Columbus Blue Jackets coming into town, like. You'd think there'd be some pissed off Blackhawks after the the five nothing loss, wanting to come in and wanting to have a better performance. Yep. And you know you had a pretty decent crowd, as the saying goes, pretty good crowd for a Saturday. And Jesus, like it was I, I, just it was just un. And I hate to I hate to be like oh they 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 need to care more, but it was just like uninspired play and. I said it I said it to you and Greg during the game. We hear we have heard all season from Luke Richardson. Like this is nothing new. Make simple plays. They can't they simple, refuse. Thoughtless hockey is like what he's asking them to do. And it's just like every extra pass that could be made is 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 attempted and usually broken up. Yeah. Open shooting lanes are passed up. Like I just I don't get it. I don't get it. It's the simplest thing to say north and south, get traffic, put the puck on net, uh, more shoot more. Shoot you everyone's given the green light. You, if you if you have an uh, opportunity to shoot, you should be shooting, trying to get rebounds, trying to get re- redirections, trying to get some damn puck luck in your favor because that's literally all you can try and yep. get going this season. And I just I don't get it. Like we were yeah, saying it. it everything is a chore for everything. this team. It's very frustrating. It. All right, we're going to give you the three stars and then let you vote for the four star of the game. I, we really don't think anyone really deserves it, but it's part of what we do, so we're going to do it. Uh, third star, Cole Sillinger. He had a goal. Very good game for him. Uh, Philip Kurashev with a goal and an assist. He's your number two star. Your number one star, Zach Wierenski, with two assists and a plus four. So here are your nominees for the Hawks. Ryan Donato with a goal and an assist. Connor Bedard with an assist. Four shots and five shot attempts. Alex Vlasic with an assist, 2206, and three block shots. So there you go. Get your votes in. Um, none of that really matters because uh, <laughs> it was absolutely bad. Who was the least worst Who player? Who sucked the least? Because even Kershev, like, he gets he gets a second star. And, like, yeah, like, 
he deserved it. But other than that, like, man, it's just. Let me. I'm not. I'm not one for ranting for the sake of a rant. I think it's it's played out. I think there's certain people in this town that have made a living of making their own YouTube page once the radio career ends and then just ranting every day about something. Mm. And it means that no one takes you seriously and no one cares. But I want to know from your Chicago Blackhawks, who do they think they are? Who do they think they are that they're going to go out and just like skate circles and be the Harlem Globetrotters against the Columbus Blue Jackets? I don't know. Dude, you're the worst team in hockey by a significant margin. Like, I don't, there's no team that this team should take lightly. And every time they have an opponent that you feel like they should beat, air quotes, they get their dicks kicked in for 60 minutes. They lost 8-1 to Arizona earlier this year. What was the, what was it, 7? Earlier this year to the same Columbus Blue Jackets was 7-3. 7-3. And 5-3 in this one. 5-2. 5-2 in this one. Yeah, not even that good. That's awful. And like... Are they taking their foot off the gas because they think they can play? Like, oh, we, we did our best against Colorado and Detroit, so now we're playing a lesser team, so let's coast. No. You have to play with 100% effort every night to have a chance against any team in this league. That's the reality. That's where you are. And guess what? Friday's the trade deadline, and you might be losing Tyler Johnson. You might be losing uh, Colin Blackwell or maybe some other players. It's going to get tougher. It's going to get tougher. Yeah. I don't know what this team needs to hear, what message they need to get. Nick Felino's been very clear about it. Luke Richardson's been very clear about it. If you listen to the pregame today with, with Tyler Johnson, he talked about, we got to keep the game simple. We can't be doing too much. We got to play north and south. The stuff we were just talking about, they played this game like they expected to win. You shouldn't expect to beat anyone until you do. Six in a row, and what is it, 14 or last 15, something like that? Yeah, it feels You're like the worst team in hockey. Yeah. There's no team in this league that you're going to skate circles around. It's not going to happen. So until you can complete a pass from point to point without getting picked off or going offside and out of the zone, come ready to play every game from the puck drop. And from the puck drop of this one, it took 33 seconds for the 35-point Columbus Blue Jackets to take the lead on you. Yeah. That is ridiculous. And let's call it, man, the $9.5 million defenseman who I've spent the last month defending, I wrote about it this week, fumbles a puck with no pressure, and they're down 33 seconds into the game. Yeah. Pull your collective heads from your collective rectums. And look. The three of us are in the locker room at every practice. And if any Hawks have a problem with what we're saying on this show, we're there all the time. We've got our photo IDs on us. We're there in the locker room all the time. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to take issue with what we're saying because anyone who watched this game or played in this game saw the same thing we did. I heard Troy Murray for the first time in this intermission today resigned. He was like, yep. Yeah, you know, they just don't have a lot of confidence or playing on their heels. Yeah. You know, you would have expected a little bit more in this game, but, you know, they're just really not, you know, you would have thought after losing 5 nothing they'd be embarrassed, but, eh, it's really just not the case. Okay. Cool. Like, I I, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. You want oh. some of Matt Peck's uh, hats to chuck? No. They're right there. That's his own bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just mad. I, it's just, yeah. look, like, we do a post game after every game, and most nights – they lose. And most nights when they lose, they at least give a shit. 
and they go out there and they do their best, and it's just a matter of not having the horses to keep up with most NHL teams. And you can live with that. Yeah. You can live with the losses. There's no way you should get clowned by the Blue Jackets twice in a season. No. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and and the fact that like there's games where you can't even pick, you know, one, two, maybe three like good things out of it. Like, I mean, yeah, they they scored twice, um, but man, it's just. I I I'd hate to think that this team has, uh, like you like you said with with Troy tonight on the on the intermission. I, I heard it too. Like it was just yeah. I mean, it was I, I was listening to him and it was just like he's he's. It, it just sounds like you know you, you throw your hands in the air and you're just like there's what else are you expecting from them to do? You know what yeah. what else. What else can they can they do if they if they've never done the simple things right this season? Um, so I'd hate to think that this team is also like at the point of like what are we supposed to do? You yeah. know, like I, I, again, I, I'd hate to say that you know professional athletes have have packed it in, but man, like it's just it's one thing to be out talented, and and this is a Blue Jackets team that should barely out talent the Blackhawks, but to, to kind of just out execute out give a shit a team like i don't know you, you shouldn't shouldn't be able to uh or you shouldn't shouldn't have those kinds of results like and it, and it's just super frustrating because like yeah should we be getting frustrated over a team that has been in last place pretty much all season and has had no hope this year maybe not but even go but we're going through this season and we went through last season and last season. Yeah. We were frustrated with losses, but like we weren't frustrated with the way that they got there. Right. We were, you know, it, it, this year it's, it's a lot different. The, the stretches of time where the effort levels and the execution levels are, you know, acceptable for, for this club have been rare. Yeah. Short stretches. It hasn't been a continuous thing. And, and I just, you know, I know talent is a part of it, but it's, I don't know. I, I, uh, part of it is also, you know, between the years. And I don't know if it's just not uh, not executing a game plan, uh, which, like we said, is is as simplistic as, as could possibly be in the NHL. Um, but I don't know. It's I know it is a talent thing, but, man, it's just not a uh, – you're, you're not that untalented. Yeah. To, to, to play to play the way that Richardson's asking them and and not get any sort of like good takeaways from games. No, and again, like we're practice every day and we see how they're practicing. And there's a reason Luke Richardson has had a lot of high energy practices, a lot of intensity, close drills, board battles, yeah. all those sort of things you need to do to compete. And then the game starts and it's like where did it go? And uh, Lord Hosta says it falls on coaching to an extent. Got to get the motivation out of the players and not leave it to a players only meeting. I mean, that's part of it, but like, yes, but at some point have some pride in your game, have some pride in yourself. Like, like you said, they're not that out talented by Columbus. Look, we all expected Colorado to come in here and win. Mm -hmm. Right. And five, nothing was probably a little bit. It wasn't as bad as five, nothing. Yeah. Right. It just wasn't. Um, this game was, you had the Columbus Blue Jackets skating circles around you for the vast majority of the game. Yeah. Like, the Colorado game didn't feel as bad as 5 nothing. This felt worse than 5-2. Absolutely. Like, and then that's, oof, 
That should not be the case, even for this Blackhawks team. <laughs> the Hockey Barn says tomorrow should be a six-hour practice. Well, I'm taking that one off, so I will <laughs> yeah, not be there tomorrow. I, I also will not be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take our first break of the night. We're waiting to hear uh, from Greg Boyce, and it could be a while. I would assume there's a little bit of a shut door in the locker room for Maybe. a while here. Yeah. Um, I would hope so, but I don't know. You can only go to that well so many times before it, it loses its feel. I just, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I saw, I think it was um, uh, Drive Secure 24-7 earlier said, you know, something seemed off about this game. Like they weren't ready to go. And you would think that this would be, yeah, he says, if you watch the game, something looked off. And I think the season has worn on the guys. You think this would be the one, though, that they'd be chomping at the bit to play. Like, all right, here's a game where we can get right. Yeah. We don't have to play mistake-free to win. And they played probably their most mistake-filled game of the year. Yeah, I mean, if you coming off of having Colorado um, be here and then having to shake that off and see Columbus come up next, like that should be a little bit of a like, oof, all right, we can. This is a game that we should be able to hang in there and have a better result if we if we play the right way, and they just they just didn't they yep. didn't play the right way. Um, yeah, it was it was a game. Greg, uh, you know, Greg and I we were going back and forth just keeping up with the ice hogs tonight, which they had a, an overtime winner in, in, in comeback fashion. And it was an exciting game. And we're at that point where it's just like stuff that's going on in Rockford is becoming way more compelling than what's going on up here in Chicago. So it's, it's, it's tough, but when you have games like that, like you gotta, you gotta look to what's, what's giving you some joy in life. Yeah. Well, you know, give, give people some joy in life tomorrow. Monster trucks, monster trucks, monster. And I have trucks. something after that too. At, it's giving me joy right now. At Monster Jam. Hey, this weekend, uh, it's it's almost over. Tomorrow is the final day. No, 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 no. Unacceptable. This is the last Monster Jam read. Yeah, that's true. Put your sack into it. Mm. Don't be the Blackhawks. Be the Blue Jackets. Let's go, Mario. Play like a champion. <laughs> if, you the Black, can do this. if the Blackhawks can take a, a night off. So I think I. you should do this the way J.J. <laughs> Watts skates. I don't know how to. Luckily, I don't know how to correlate that. I don't know how to how to represent that? that. Just be better. All right, fine. You got it. What is this? Am I Bart Simpson? Say the line. Yes, <laughs> that's what I feel like right now. <clears throat> the most unexpected, unscripted, and unforgettable motorsports experience for families and fans in the world today returns to Chicagoland for an adrenaline-charged weekend at the Allstate Arena from yesterday, Friday, and tomorrow. See <laughs> <laughs> Monster Jam at the Allstate Arena. The world's best drivers show off crazy skills and all-out racing and fierce head-to-head -head battles for the event championship. Engineered to perfection, the 12,000-pound Monster Jam trucks push all limits in freestyle, skills, donuts, and racing competitions. The Arena Series West Champion will receive a highly coveted automatic bid to the prestigious Monster Jam World Finals to compete for the title of World Champion. See world-class athletes in action performing the craziest stunts in motorsports. Experience big-time family fun at Monster Jam. Unexpected, unscripted, unforgettable. This is Monster Jam. See it live at the Allstate Arena tomorrow. Link for description or link for tickets in the description. All right. Uh, nice job. 
Um, before I get to Coors Light, Gravely is in the chat saying he's going to go back and watch the game from the beginning. Do not. Yeah, you don't have to watch this game. Don't watch the compressed highlights if that's what you need. <laughs> Just you don't need to watch this. Trust me, you've seen it before. It's yeah, uh, yeah. it's bad. Don't, I, we respect you too much, Gravely, to let you do that. <laughs> but we watched the whole game. We did. Which is why I had a Coors Light cracked That's a good before idea. the countdown even began on today's podcast because Ooh, that's a nice it was certainly needed. Effect. It was certainly needed. And sometimes you just need to take that edge off a little bit. Mm-hmm. You need to relax. You need to take it down like two or three notches because yeah. I was a little fired up when before we got started here. Well, um, it was a bad game. It was but a bad game. You, it was, Coors Light's making me feel better. It's it's one that you just need to flush. Yeah, and Coors Light is my go-to when I need to chill. It's actually my go-to anytime when I want to kick back and have a good time, when I want to chill, when I want to relax, mm. when I have a nice uh, beer with my steak or whatever I'm having for dinner. Mm. Coors Light is very versatile and it's very delicious. You know why, Mario? Why? Because it's cold filtered. It's cold lagered and cold packaged for a smoother finish when it's time to chill. Open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment, crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rocky Mountains, mm-hmm. not baseball team. Poor Chris <laughs> Bryant. He needs some Coors Light, man. So bad for that guy this week. I'm sure there's plenty in Colorado. Yes. And when it's time for you to chill or Chris Bryant to chill or me to chill, Coors Light is the beer that you should reach for. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash CHGO Hockey. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Colorado. Do we have Ryan to not already to go? Rocky Mountain. In like two minutes, I just got finishing uh, exporting. Ah. We will bring it over uh, here. But, so, uh, did yeah, not just know. about. Did not know. Did not, yeah. Did not know. We do not have him ready. Uh, we have not mentioned uh, Arvid uh, Soderblom in this game. Uh, that's for a reason. And it was your typical, he wasn't great. I, I don't think I'm blaming him for this loss. I saw some people early in the game say, wow, he's got to bail out Seth Jones on that first one. No. No, <laughs> he's not expecting I mean, an unpressured defenseman to turn a puck over if three feet in front of his face. If you've been watching Arvid Soderblom this year, you would not expect him to bail well, out Seth Jones there. But man, is he? Uh, who is more famous in Chicago for rebounds now, him or Dennis Rodman? <laughs> this is my question because I mean, it's, it it's, is ridiculous. It's still Dennis Rodman. Um, man, Soderblom, I, 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 I think the. The good thing that you can extract from him in this game is that, yes, he was given up juicy rebounds. Um, but at least for the most part, he was in front of the puck. He was tracking it to let it hit him, but it was bouncing off like, a, like a bouncy ball uh, off of him. Man, he is not an NHL goalie. He is not. And he is signed for one more year. And I... Just, I, man, he's just, he, he doesn't have it. I don't know if it's if it's between the ears this year. I don't think that's the case because too many times we've been seeing uh, just mechanically him flopping all over the crease, trying to make saves, not being able to track pucks. There was at least two instances tonight where a shot went either wide or was deflected and he didn't flinch because yeah, there was no way it. he saw it. He heard it hit the boards behind him. He's like, oh. Yeah. So I, man, Maybe I, I should have seen that one. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I said, I, he's under contract uh, for next season. I don't know what you do with him. Um, you know, it's... You have to 
part of uh, being, you know, a, a player out of the net, defenseman forward, and having faith and trust in your goaltender that, you know, if you get beat on a play or, you, or you're Seth Jones and you, you know, cause a turnover or anything like that, that you can have somebody behind you that could bail you out. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, maybe you don't have a perfect game in front of them, but they're going to make a, a, a big save uh, that, you know, is is above what is expected. Soderblom has had none of that this year. And no. I don't know how you go with Mrazek and Soderblom next year as your tandem. Like, I know they're still not contending for anything next year still, but just for the mentality and the confidence of the of, of the team. Like, you, you can't play Peter Mrazek 70 times a year. Like, that's, that's just not yes. going to work. Yes. And, so, and you also, like, at some point, you kind of owe it to the guys, like, Felino and Dickinson and Bedard and Jones and like the guys are going to be here for the next long while to not just completely punt on the season again mm -hmm. and bringing Soderblom back as your backup is a punt on the season again. I'm sorry. It just is like it you is. can't you can't say I'm going to put an 875 save percentage goalie in there and expect your team to have a chance to win. Yeah. Send and them back to Europe. Find could, a free agent. You could you could loan him back. I, yeah, you like, know you could. I, I don't know. You could send him to Rockford. I think we, we've talked about it before. Like bringing in a veteran uh, free agent, or maybe they you know they they grab somebody in a trade uh, this week or um, in the summer or something as like some sort of cap dump or whatever. Uh, you know, if you have a veteran goalie, like somebody to bring in as competition for for the backup spot because. It's he just doesn't have it, and and there I, are a lot of people calling for Stauber. Yeah, he's got a three hundred eight goals against and an eight ninety five save percentage. So it's not like he's yeah he's better not in Rockford. He's he's not saving anything. No, uh, he's not the savior of anything. And they're gonna wait on Camezo because his development in Rockford is is more important than throwing him up here to you know when he's not ready, um, and. You're, you don't want to really throw him into a, a backup role this early because you're still going to give Mrazek the net three out of four nights um, because he's earned it the way he's played this season. So, you know, I, I just think for next season, if you if you have Mrazek and a competition between Soderblom and a, and a vet goalie, like either that pushes Soderblom to be better or you have, you know, you have three guys that you can go with in, in Rockford or you move on from somebody and then you have, you know, a backup that you can actually have some 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 faith in. Yeah, and I will say if they brought Stauber up this year, I'd be cool with it cuz I've seen enough of Sauter Bloom this year. Sure. I think you need to try if if anything a it's a lateral move. Sure. If whatever. anything you try to maybe send him to Rockford to get his confidence back a little bit. I mean, if they haven't done it by now. You're right. I just <laughs> but but I don't know. But I I understand what you're saying. It's yeah. just very hard for me to even consider you know Again, like you're saying, maybe you start him in Rockford next year. You bring in some kind of veteran backup, whatever it might be. Even if it's someone you've had before, someone you can play for 30 games and just say, <laughs> just don't suck. Come on back, Colin Delia. Just give us a chance to win, right? Yeah. And if and if Soderblom figures things out, cool. Yeah, wonderful. Then you move one, you do what you got to do, great. But I just, I, I don't think you can look the guys that matter on this team in the eye and just say, yeah, here's Arvid Soderblom again. Yeah, you can't do that. And it's look, seems like a good kid. The coaching staff seems to like him. Luke likes the fact that he's, uh, you know, like uh, Ted Lasso says, he's a goldfish. Doesn't let things impact him too much. He can kind of 
you know, scrap the bad game and move on, but he's just had a bunch of bad games to scrap this year. He's like a goldfish. When you take him out of water, he just starts flying around. <laughs> and he forgets that he's a goalie yeah. after 10 seconds. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. yeah. I just don't, I, I don't think the uh, the expectations are going to be met with him um, where we came into this season thinking he'd he'd be the starter yeah. uh, by the end of the year. And, you know, he his last few starts were actually better. They were better. For, for you know, baby steps better. Um, but tonight just kind of felt like, all right, same old stuff. Like, uh, I just, I just think that there's, um, you know, there's gotta be some better options out there. So we'll see, we'll see what they do this season, but, and it's, it's, I said, again, it's unrealistic to play Peter Morazic 70 times a year. So you, no. you need to have somebody that you can throw in there. Yes. Um, all right. Let's hear from Ryan Donato. Greg sent this in and said it was worth playing. So maybe he must have had some strong thoughts. Uh, let's, uh, let's hear from, uh, the game's uh, four-star nominee, Ryan Donato. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's tough to say. I think, uh, obviously, it's all about building the culture, right? I think that's first and foremost. It's stuff uh, every night that we notice that we want to continue to harp on and, and grow as a team. And uh, Obviously, uh, it's not easy when it, uh, losing, right? Like, it's not a, always a positive thing, but, you know, uh, sometimes the messages are hard, but you got to keep growing and uh, grow as a team. It was hard to grasp onto the positives and like, you know, and the things that you are building on when the losses pile up like this. Yeah, I think anybody that uh, is a hockey player is competitive like that. They don't like losing no matter what the circumstances are. So obviously it's uh, it's a tough pill to swallow uh, swallow to lose. But at the end of the day, there's there's a bigger picture to play. I think uh, guys know that. But at the end of the day, you still got to win. And it's tough, uh, definitely a tough pill to swallow for us. How much is a, of a mental toll is it to, to stay positive when you guys are losing? Yeah, it's not easy. Um, I mean, it's really hard to stay positive, right? But at the end of the day, you have to. I mean, it's it's a long season. There's a lot of ebbs and flows, ups and downs. And uh, if you're negative all the time, it's, it's just going to be miserable, right? So you got to make sure you're, you're staying positive, doing the right things and, and growing as a team and as an organization. And I, I think the guys are doing a good job of that. How do you think you get on uh, playing on Bedard's line for sure? It's hard to say, right? Uh, I think at the end of the day, I'm happy we finally got some offense going, but also we got to be responsible on our own end. Uh, a couple bounces go their way. Connor does a great job blocking a shot. Sometimes stuff happens, right? At the end of the day, it's about limiting their scoring chances and getting more for us. And, uh, you know, it's tough tonight. I think we did one thing, but we also got to do it both ways, right? We can't just be one side, so. Did you really want that one, uh, I think, Kruczynski uh, served it up to you right there at the net? Which one? Uh, in the first period. I couldn't even tell you. Oh, okay. I couldn't even tell you. I wish I could. I probably, probably gave me a great pass that I somehow screwed it up. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, obviously, any chance you get, you want to bear down, especially for Kev who's making good plays like that. You talked about staying positive. What about with the younger players? How do you kind of teach them about staying positive and kind of grinding through some of these long stretches? Yeah, I think you tell them it's not all right to lose, right? That's the biggest thing. Uh, and they're, they're not comfortable with losing either, and I don't think that's it. But uh, I think you just got to learn how to play the game, learn how to play an 80-game season uh, or whatever it is, and, and keep playing positive because at the end of the day, uh, there's so many things you can learn throughout the entire season. But if you're negative, it's really hard to, to harp on those things and grow as a team. So. I think these young guys are hungry. They don't like losing, and that's a good thing. But I think that's the biggest uh, thing I take away from it. And I think that's a bright spot of the future is how sick these guys, sick of losing these guys are. And I think uh, I think I'm happy to be a part of that, and hopefully you can grow from it. Well, there's Ryan Donato. I mean, I mean, and he says it. I mean, they're these these guys are 
are competitive. They're professionals. They're they're they don't like to lose. Um, and that's uh, that's you know you, you to harp on them and say that they don't care is is I think no. not not true. But I don't think that's, but I, just I don't think, think it's, it's a matter of caring. I think it's just a matter of like you know like Troy Murray said it like it's it's a confidence thing. But at some point you've got to like like we said to Nick Felino this week. There's nothing more to lose. Right. Right. Like if, if you You can't go to thirty third place. Right. If you go if you get super aggressive and it costs you, fine. Mm-hmm. But it's better than sitting back and just letting yourself get beat. Right. And that's that's where I, like at some point, like what was the thing you just read about if they win their next twenty games? Oh, Mark Lazar <laughs> tweeted out they said the Blackhawks could win all of their remaining twenty one games and still finish twenty points out of the playoffs. Right. So F it. Like, why not go down swinging? Yeah. Go down putting up a fight. And like that's the thing. And again, I don't think it's the fact that they don't care or are not trying. It is this fear of screwing up. And yeah. when you're scared of screwing up, you're going to screw up. It's inevitable because mm-hmm. you're thinking. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. When you're out there thinking, you are fucked. Yeah. You're done. Like, there's nothing you could do if you're, what am I? Uh, uh, and the next thing yeah. you know, you're falling over, you crap your pants, and the puck's in the back of your net. Fumble a puck, you, you, you misplay a pass. Throw a slap pass behind a guy oh, instead of in Jesus front of a guy. Christ. Magna. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, it's more like Schmegma. It's <laughs> to this to the lowest levels of hockey in in my my uh, men's league. Just thinking, if if you think, what am I going to do when the puck comes to me here as as a pass is coming? You've already screwed up. Yes. Like you literally just have to be like, this is, I'm taking this into the zone or this is, I'm, I'm dumping it in. Or I know my teammate is, 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 you know, across the ice. I'm going to try and, you know, throw, throw, throw it over to him. Like it's, it just has to be simple and quick, simple decisions and quick decisions as well. There was, I forget who it was, but there was a play where it might've been Dickinson. I, I can't remember. Uh, there was a play along the boards. They, uh, won a, won a board battle, got a puck back, and like curled back into the offensive zone, and then just kind of froze. And they were like uh, for like a half second, and I was just like, I was sitting up in the press box, I was like, "What are you gonna do? Like, what are you gonna do with the puck?" And it was just like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna try and spin back towards the boards," and then and then fumbled it, turned turned the puck over, went back the other way, other way. So it's just the processing speed of this team. I think collectively needs to be better because it just seems like when you watch these teams, you know, that are, that are in the postseason chase or, or, are you know, going to be locked into the postseason, like Colorado, you see how fast things happen. Everything's not just, fast. not just literal speed, like Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, but like it's pass, pass, pass done. The like Devon Taves goal, that whole sequence is exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. That that is that's the play. Go back and watch that highlight if you want to. All right, before we get to Greg, we gotta take a break. But two little things that I failed to mention piss me off like crazy. Mm. End of the first period, there's five seconds left. The oh, puck's God. rolling into the hawk zone, and the hawks just go off the ice as if the period's over. Yeah, it's and Columbus almost. I think they did actually shoot, but time had expired. Yeah, if they had maybe an extra half second, that shot would have counted. Yes. So, uh, and and just. I'm doing this so Greg doesn't have to, because Greg would be very mad at all of you. <laughs> the answer to this is not to bring in an enforcer. They don't need Olivier. They don't need Matt Rempe. They don't need Ryan Reeves. They don't. The enforcer is dead. 
this team has enough bad, slow players. They don't need an enforcer. It's going to do nothing. Yeah. They've got Jared Tenorti out there. That's as close as you can get to an enforcer on this team. He's willing to fight. You've got Reese Johnson. No, that's enough. You don't need an enforcer. True. But the guys whose job it is, part of their job is to be that role. I think need to be a little bit more aware and active on this team. I would not disagree with that. I think when you saw Connor Bedard get slashed and there was no response, and we talked to Nick Foligno after that game, and he said we didn't see it, or at least he didn't see it. Richardson said the same thing. He didn't even see it happen. So it's I, – I, I don't know how you miss your star player – Skating through the middle of the ice doing this. Yeah, I know. And like I bent mean, it over was, and holding his wrist. Like it it, was, maybe you it, didn't see the in, but go, what it happened? Was, it was behind the play. Um, sure. But yeah, that's and 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 you know, Nick said it uh Thursday night on the on the post game show, you know, okay, they don't see it in the game, but you got you know, Colorado you go to Colorado on Monday. Um so that's that's a receipt that you need to need to cash so that, that's that's how it'll go but even in this game um on the uh donato goal yeah Bedard got Bedard's, Bedard's crash in the net and olivier you know cross checks him after the goal goes in and it goes face first into erica branson's ass uh i'd like to not see that and and because it did happen even after even after a goal we've seen fights we've seen fights and scrums after a team has scored a goal Just like face wash somebody like, like someone is there's at least two guys behind that play, two defensemen you'd hope, um, behind that play that would have seen that happen go in and get in his face. Like, I, I, especially because it's Bedard, you cannot just let these, uh, you cannot let these incidents continue to happen against him without any kind of, you know, response. You know, even even just saying, even just not, not saying you have to get in and, and fight everybody dropping the gloves instantly on everybody but at least getting in someone's face and being like if you touch touch him again and you're gonna have problems you know yep even something that simple so i don't know it's it's you don't need to bring in uh, a dedicated enforcer i agree um but the but i think the, the the guys whose job that is um you know i'd like to see a little bit more activity out of that you know what you do need what? A bona fide enforcer. Enforcer? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and where can we find one of those, Mario? Uh, well, you could find a bona fide enforcer uh, at Empire Today. Uh, with Empire Today, you get to shop uh, with at-home convenience for the right products that you need with quick and professional installation and with a low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats, but... Empire cannot be beaten on quality, service, speed, or enforcing. So competitors will advertise lower quality products that Empire will not carry. And Empire can't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that, well, they're putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. And that's not what an enforcer does. Uh, they keep shopping for floors simple and have a great curated product selection. And one of the best things about Empire is that you can see what floors, uh, what flooring will look good in your house without having to actually go and get the flooring samples and put them up against your walls or put them next to your furniture and see anything matches. All you have to do with their virtual floor designer is take a picture of the room that you're looking to get a new floor in. 
and you're able to kind of scroll through and see the different flooring options, see how they look and find the right one for you. Super convenient. Uh, So make sure to schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off coupon discount uh, when you use the promo code CHGO. Uh, Restrictions do apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for more details. Yes, do that. And then to celebrate your new flooring, go see a great sporting event or concert or show or mm-hmm. a theater event near you with our friends at game time. And look, we know I've been looking at the ticket sites a lot lately because there's a lot of stuff coming and it's like, damn, this is so expensive and these fees are ridiculous. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait and get my tickets on game time because I'm tired of it. I'm yeah. tired of the fees. And I know by now that whatever I needed tickets for, it's going to be there on game time. They've got those great last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. It's easy to find and buy the tickets for every kind of event in your area. You can view your seats, uh, like exactly what it's going to look like from where you're sitting. Boom. You know exactly what your seat's going to look like. Love that. They've got the low price guarantee, event cancellation protection. And again, if you photocopied your ass at the Christmas party and got laid off, they've got job loss protection for you. You should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. And with game time, you don't have to. They are the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. They're obsessed with helping you find ways to save money on tickets. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And let's go out now to the United center and bring in, our pal Greg Boyson. Gregory. Hello, Greg. What did uh, Luke have to say? Can't hear you. Technical issues. Greg, don't swear and rip off your headphones. I think you're. Well. Nope. Quiet. Mm. While we wait on Greg, I don't know what's going on. Uh, there is a. Muting. Uh, there is a comment here from. Uh, it's Paul T. Uh, it says, we Paul also T. need to start uh, judging Kyle based on, you, you worry about Greg, uh, Lawrence, we got, I got you here. Uh, judge Kyle based on rosters that he assembles moving forward and not getting lucky in the draft. Again, I'm not expecting a cup, but I want on ice improvement. And I agree. Yeah. There will be expectations uh, on this team in the next few seasons. I think next year next season. you should have a better team than, than this season. But what I will say to that is this season, the expectations were different. If you go back and, 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 you know, listen to how we were kind of talking about this team yeah. in the, in the preseason and the lead up to the season opener, uh, you go back and listen to, you know, our, our season opening post game show after beating Pittsburgh, you know, you had a, a team that had Taylor Hall. You had a team that had Andreas Athanasiu. You had, uh, you know, these. You, you had Corey Perry uh, actually playing a, a pretty productive role with this team before being dismissed uh, for off-ice reasons. So, the expectations I hear, Greg. Now, the expectations this season were higher yeah. because the roster was supposed to be better. But then you lose Hall for the entire season. Uh, we're just now seeing Andreas Athanasiu get back on the ice, and he could go with the team on this upcoming road trip here. He's been gone since early November. Yep. Um, Last road win. So it's, yeah. 
So I, I, I think the, I, I think the loss of talent due to injury hampers this season a lot. Yeah, and look, like the way he went out and got Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno for basically nothing. Is Ian yeah. Mitchell and whatever else it was. Alec Regula. Alec Regula, yeah. great. Bye. Okay, they weren't part of the plans here anyway. You get a first-round pick and Peter Mrazek, and now Peter Mrazek's turned into a guy you've gone and re-signed mm-hmm. for two years. Mm-hmm. So the moves he's made have Jason, been Jason good. Dick, Jason Dickinson and a second-round pick for Riley Stillman. Yeah. He's extended. Yeah, there's been a lot of good... The moves he's made that work... Well, not, <laughs> the, the moves he's the moves he's, he's judge him by the good you know moves, I mean. not the bad. You know what moves. I'm saying? The moves he's <laughs> yeah, made yeah, that like yeah. had an actual point to like, hey, this is not just a gap filler. Let's bring right. someone in that we think can do something. Uh, remains to be seen on Beauvillier, but again, didn't give up a ton to get him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I I do think this summer will be um, quite interesting to see which direction they go. Is it is it stop gaps or is it someone? Uh, someone in the chat here say, uh, Dr. Horshaw, I can see Jordan Eberly as a future Hawk. I sure. could, too. That makes a lot of sense. I'm done with that. All right, let's get to Greg. He's been waiting long enough. Yes, we can hear him. Hello, now. Greg. We can hear you now. All right. Well, uh, that's that's a good thing, I think. Uh, <laughs> we'll find out. I see our chat is having a, a normal night that uh, the Blackhawks lost this game, because uh, not because they can't complete one single pass to the right team, and when they do, the other guy fumbles it, but it's because... We don't have a punch monkey out there. Okay, cool. Like, come on. Like, I know people are frustrated, but like, let's hold on to a little bit of the sanity we have left. We need to sign Doug Glatt. There you go. Get Shorzy in here. Yeah. Well, what did Luke have to say, Greg? Uh, well, as you can imagine, Luke wasn't the happiest guy in the world. Um, didn't exactly, you know, in typical Luke style, wasn't going to throw specific people under the bus, but said that this was a team that uh, was still reeling from getting uh, their ass handed to them uh, by uh, by the Colorado Avalanche, one of the best teams in the NHL. There's no shame in playing as best as you can and still getting killed by a really good team, which is what happened. And he said that carried over into this game, and there were too many guys going in for them business for themselves, and uh, weren't, you know, didn't have their heads on as the game started. And he said they played slow, and were just behind the play, and were making too many mistakes because they just they just weren't in it. And then when they started playing faster, then they got better, and uh, you know, it just tonight. Just I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of talk in the room heading into the game and a lot of talk in the room after the game about what the mental state of this team is. You could talk about moral victories all you want and playing really hard and just not getting the result all you want. But eventually, all these losses are going to start having an effect mentally on this team. And I think we're starting to see a team that I've categorized as fragile all season long now starting to have – zero confidence from top to bottom and and playing like it well for those listening on the audio only version when greg was saying that they're reeling for the colorado game i was giving the old wank mechanic and that was not aimed at greg i don't want to hear that i like i'm sorry like yeah you got your ass kicked by one of the best teams in hockey were you expecting something else if anything i looked at the colorado game yeah it was five nothing 
There's a great goalie performance by whatever his name is. And, like, the, just, you just got outclassed. If yeah. anything, I felt positive after that game. Like, all right, they didn't get th- – the score was ugly, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't represent the game totally. Like, yeah. be excited to play the Blue Jackets. This is a team you can hang with. It's been a while since you've had a break in the schedule. Come out, guns blazing, ready to go, instead of on your friggin' heels waiting to lose. And that's exactly how they came out in this game. I don't want to hear that. That oh, we're still we're still upset because we get our dicks kicked in by the Avalanche. Join the club. They do that to everybody. You know, it's like I, I don't know. I, I hate that. And, and Greg, you're right. Like the fragility of that. You lose to a cup contender. All right, great. Now you've got a chance with a team that's more in your league on home ice before you hit the road. Come on, put together a good performance in front of the home crowd that, by the way, has been there for you all mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Loud in the anthems, excited when the puck drops, loud cheers when the team's announced. Even you got the Luke chance going on. They're into yeah. it. They're invested. And this is the performance given because, oh, we was to the avalanche. Come on. Suck it up, yeah, man. That's, that's I hate that. That 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 should be one of those games that you just you 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 take the lump, you take the loss, and you move on. Like that that shouldn't be that shouldn't be one. This this should be a game that that's that stings with you. That sticks. Yeah, with you and this is the one you should be pissed about and your confidence shaken. Yes, yeah, not the not the Avalanche one. Well, Luke did allude saying like you know maybe this is a game that picture will be good for them because when things completely unravel you have to start from scratch and com- things completely unravel for them tonight so you know he's kind of just riding that wave of like hey you know these these guys have got to got to figure something out here and and you know the this was a game that you should hope to win this team clowns you when you played them in Columbus in November, seven to three, and it wasn't even that close. Um, they're missing three of their best players, if not their three best players, who have, you know, Patrick Line, Adam Fantilli, and Kent Johnson, all not in the lineup tonight. Like this yeah. is a team you should hope to beat, or at least be neck and neck with them through the whole game. And this 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 game was over when it started. Like there was, you know, 30, 30, you, you had the ugly, you had the ugly Seth Jones turnover on, on the opening shift, just an ugly shift. Um, you know, it, it's, it was an awful play by Jones. Richardson says that, but you know, not, it wasn't excusing the play by Jones, but said the puck should have been out of his own twice before that. They just kept turning around and giving it right back to them, That's you know, and then, it also didn't get help that you know that first shift two shots from long distance are giant juicy rebounds back to the middle of the ice you know Arvid Soderblom at some point has to work on the, get this rebound control right for his sake and his team's sake he could have cut he could have saved himself 10 and 11 saves tonight but just every shot is a rebound and it's got to be frustrating for the guys playing in front of them that they're like okay there's a shot now I got to be ready to see which direction off his extremely bouncy pads it's going to go. It's tough. It's tough to to have structure that way. Got to break in those pads, soften them up a little bit. I guess so. Take the springs out of them. A uh, good point from our friends at the hockey barn, by the way. It says get the fellas to 100 likes. We've got over 200 people watching and only 78 likes. Come on, let's hammer that like button. 
get in the habit of hitting that like button as soon as you start the stream. We really appreciate it. It helps us out big time. Uh, we're here. We're doing the show for you. We're happy to do it. Uh, but on a tough night, those likes really help out big time. So please, please, please get in that habit. We're not going to play Luke because it's nine minutes and we only have so much show left and we want to talk to Greg. <laughs> uh, but here's a quote referencing what you said, Greg, about the Seth Jones's night. This is from Ben Pope. Quote, back to the drawing board. He's starting to think of offense before we finish our defensive responsibilities. The first play was just a tough one. That puck should have been out twice before that happened, but we kept turning it back in the first period, thinking we're going to get something better, and it ended up being something worse. That back to the drawing board thing is interesting. In your opinion, you were in the room. Was he saying that about Seth, or was he saying that about the game in general? No, I think he was saying that about Seth. Um, he says he needs to simplify his game more. He said at the beginning of last year he was trying to do everything. And then as the season went on, they kind of pulled the reins on him and took some responsibility away from him. And all of a sudden things started to get better. Uh, you, you remember his first couple months here with the team, you know, in, in that that awful start to that season he looked like a guy that was trying to live up to the expectations trying to live up to that that dollar sign next to his contract and try and do everything in one play and it wasn't working and i think we're seeing that again we're seeing a guy that that sees he only has one goal and 17 assists and knows that that expectations are for more and he's trying to make back all those points in one play before the puck's even out of the defensive zone. Uh, so uh, he's another guy that's that's fighting between his own ears right now. Well, I, I don't fault him for trying to generate offense because um, this team lacks it for sure. But, yeah, also you shouldn't be doing that at the detriment of, of defensive responsibilities. But, I mean, like it's you're, you're asking your, your – best defenseman to literally do everything every game you know from the blue line like it's it's a lot yeah and he's, you know remember he's playing 27 28 <laughs> minutes a night like they're asking a lot of him and I, I think a bad game from him was going i think anytime you work a guy that much where he's shorthanded power play five on five mm -hmm. toughest matchup top pairing yeah. it is asking a lot of him i'm not excusing the game but boy he, need, he could use a little support that's for sure yeah well, yeah, never. it's, uh, I mean, all the problems um, that we have and we've been seeing for months, it comes down to the lack of actual talent on this team right now. You can point your fingers at Seth Jones, and he had a bad game tonight, probably his worst of the season. Nobody's going to argue that. But, you know, when he's on an island half the night, because, you know, who's he's got to, you know, guys are throwing hand grenades at him or, or leaving the zone before the puck is, is possessed. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the expectations can be. And, and you just look up and down this roster. There's just not enough talent to compete on a nightly basis. That's been the biggest problem. And the beginning of the year, there was more talent here. Uh, this wasn't a playoff team, but you had Taylor. You had an Andreas Athanasiu. Connor Murphy's been out for forever. Uh, you know, uh, Nikita Zaitsev, say what you want about him, but I'd much rather have him than Jacob Megna out there on a nightly basis. Yeah. These long-term injuries, you know, have had major effect. Obviously, Bedard gone for a month. All these things, they add up, and and, and 
you know, uh, you, we've heard it all season. Kyle Davidson should have got more for this team. Who? Who this past off season would you have gotten? Right. Like all, everybody who says he should have got more talent, never come up with a name. But they want to go spend $10 million this summer to go get Sam Reinhardt. Go, go waste all your salary cap in year two of a rebuild when half the players that, that are going to be here when it matters aren't even in the system yet. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, it's – look, again, had – and Taylor Hall, we all knew, was a risk. That's a guy who's had an injury history. Mm-hmm. So you knew that that was a possibility when he got him. But Felino's worked out. Perry was working out until he – he, he visited Pawakistan. Um, you know, like Athens, you like, we don't have to rehash it again. We know that. But no free agent, maybe now with Bedard here, you're going to be a little more attractive to a top free agent, but you don't want to throw the bag at a second tier free agent. If you're going to throw the bag at somebody, if you're going to say, here's 12 million, here's 13 million, it's got to be like, uh, Drysidle, Rantanen, like someone that you know is going to be great. Yeah, it can't be someone who's like, oh, he's put up pretty good numbers on a really deep team. Like Sam Reinhardt to me is kind of in that category. I mean, he's he is a he is a very talented player, and he is and he is one of the better players on that Panthers team. Like, sure, they're, they're not where they are without him for sure. He, but he's not Kachuk or Barkov. No. Right? No. That, if you're throwing that kind of money at someone, it has to be someone in that A tier. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I'm talking like, I'm not – you've got guys – again, you've got your first A tier guy here in Bedard. Mm-hmm. He's going to cost you $13 million. Vlasic's going to end up costing you. Fortunately, it's this summer, so it won't be too, too much. But he's going to be Maybe, yeah. five or six probably. Yeah, I'm, Probably I'm, under I'm, six. I'm interested in what that contract's going to look like. Yeah, and, you know, if Nazar and Moore work out the way they think they're going to, they're going to have to pay them. So yeah. if there's one guy that makes a ton of sense, cool, but don't just start signing guys to sign guys because, again, it's not going to get you over the hump. Now, if we're talking six, $7 million deals for guys for two or three years, yes, sure. that I'm on board with. Yeah. We've talked about Samco's. Eberly was brought up. Those make sense. But you're not going to give a guy a max contract at max years unless it is a bona fide superstar. Right. No, and there's, also, there's you, a, have to, I was I say, you saying, also but, have to think about how attractive is Chicago in year two of rebuild. Yeah. Like, as for Sam Reinhart, he's not going to he's not going to go from a Panthers team that is a playoff contender, played in the cup final, to then be like, ooh, maybe I can restart everything in Chicago. Like, no, he's going to want to go to a team that's ready to go. He's not going to waste his time. Right. I don't think Sam Reinhart wants to leave Florida. If they can figure out how to pay him, he'll stay there because there's a reason why Sam Reinhart has put up career numbers since arriving in Florida because he's the perfect player for that team and that system. He excels. Uh with the way with the way the Panthers play hockey and with the guys he gets to play with that wouldn't happen if he comes here or a lot of other places like if he goes elsewhere that could be a contract that gets a general manager fired if you don't put him in the same type of role with the same type of players and not everybody has a Matthew Kachuk to play next to so you know it, it, I don't I don't think that's a guy you back up the uh the armored truck for this summer there are there are plenty of of talent out there 
uh, of guys at, at the back end of their career if they want to come here. You know, a guy like Jonathan Marchessault is a very attractive player, but is that a guy that wants to come here for two years? Or is that a guy that wants to go to a cup contender? You know, he got to win a cup last year, was very, very big reason why they won the cup. Still has a lot of good uh, years left. You know, that's going to be the other the other thing. You know, you, people want to say, oh, why didn't you sign this guy? Why didn't you sign that guy? We're probably going to hear a lot about in the summer. Who says they didn't try? And it just they don't want to come here because they'd rather go play for a contender. It's a tough sell right now. Now, as you get more of these prospects up here that are hopefully developing the exact player that you drafted them to be, this becomes a much more attractive landing spot. But if you're only going to offer guys two years because that's your window, it's going to be tough to get real difference makers. And that's that's a real great point, Greg, because those guys at the end, they're going to want another shot to win, mm-hmm. right? If someone's coming to sign in Chicago, they're going to say, all right, I see what you're doing here, and I see where this is headed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm interested. But if it's someone at the end of their career looking like, hey, I got two, three years left in this game, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to come to Chicago and get them over the hump or get them to the point where they're ready to contend and then retire. Right. I don't think that's appealing to a lot of people. Like Felino is a special exception because Felino is a guy who's like, look, I'm wanted here. I play a big role here. I enjoy the mentoring role I'm in. And I think, I do think he can see a little bit at the light at the end of the tunnel that maybe in not next year, but the year after they can actually make a little bit of noise. Yeah. Right. Like that's, but, and yeah. you can, and you can over pay for a guy like Felino and a guy like Perry to bring them in this season. Right. Uh, for a specific purpose because they're in that, they're in that role or they're in that category of player who's, you know, back half of their career. Um, and, you know, maybe they, they get an opportunity to be on a contender, but for a fraction of what they're going to make. And for some of these guys, the opportunity to chase one more cup is, is, is a big deal. For other guys, it's, you know what, I'm, I'm looking at a, an opportunity here to be part of building something, and I'm going to make four times more. Like, that's, that's family stability. Like, that's, mm-hmm. like that's something that I think, you, you, you know, some, some guys uh, consider, and that's something where the Blackhawks have that advantage is, like, they can, for a guy for a million dollars going elsewhere, you could say, oh, here's four to come here. Okay, that makes sense. But for a guy like Reinhardt, let's say, if he's getting offered 10 to stay in Florida, Chicago is not going to go, oh, well, 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 here's 12 and a half to come with us. Like that, that would be irresponsible. So I think that's, you, you have that, that leeway to, you know, for those guys in that category where it's like, yeah, two, three year window makes sense for the rest of their career or whatever they have left. Um, that's where you can, you can go at those things. Yeah. Dan N says in the comments, Domi, Toffoli, Marsha Show, Deshane, Eberly, Tavo, all good options. Not 100%. I would take any one of those guys, if not two, on this team next year. Problem is, they have to want to come here too. Right. So we'll see what happens. Kyle Davidson's got to put his salesman hat on and, and, and see what works. If the, some guys are, are willing to just say, all right, I'm going to take the security. And, but most guys in this sport, they want to win. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, but I do think they will. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, anyway, the situation in Ottawa is worth uh, monitoring. I know a lot of people love Brady Kachuk. 
I love Brady Kachuk too, that he would be um, amazing on this team. I just don't think Ottawa is going to move on from him. But if he is, you 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 call. put together a damn good package. The other guy that uh, if Ottawa is looking to when you when they get everything settled and if they're going to start from scratch again, if Shane Pinto ever hits the, the the trade market, you put together what you can to get him too. That guy has been amazing since coming back, and he's that 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 age of player you want inserted into this uh team right now because he's going to be good for a while I, I i hope that bedard is enough of a selling point for guys to look at that and say all right like let's just put ourselves in tavo's shoes right and say i'm familiar with the city i enjoyed my time here people in the city love me i will be left wing one with Connor bedard for a long, long time. Yeah. And maybe that gets into another contract where you can make even more. Probably not. I think this would probably be the biggest contract he would sign, I would imagine. Yeah, he's, he's 29. Yeah. So this would probably be the big one. But, like, again, if, if the term is right, I'm down. I just don't. That, see, that's to me is what's interesting, is what motivates each of these guys. And everybody's different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, some people are like, throw the bag at me and I'm good. Yeah. Some guys are like, F that I want to win and I don't have four I don't have three or four years to wait to win. I want to win now. For me with Tavo, pretty low key guy. It seems kinda, yeah, you know, yeah. like I, I I don't know. I think he could be convinced to return here and, you know, the uh the the uh what do you call it? The sun. What's the word I'm looking for? The sun? The something sun. Prodigal. prodigal. There you go. The prodigal oh, son prodigal returns. Son. I was going to go with yeah. Black Hole. Son. And everybody's uh, everybody's thrilled he's back and he's he's a star and puts up huge numbers here. That could be appealing. I, I don't know. I think that the chances of that happening are probably slim. I'd love to see it. If Carolina goes and wins the whole damn thing this year, then maybe that makes that decision a little easier. But I think if, if they come close he might be like, man, I, I want one of these things before before it's over. You know, it, it's just so weird that we're already talking about Tavo getting towards the end of his career. That's just so, so <laughs> but wrong. It, but see, now, now Tavo, I mean, he's not at the end of his career, but he's getting there. But see, okay, but Tavo's not the kind of guy that's going to demand $11, $12, 13000000 million. You're looking at no. what, seven, eight for him? Seven, yeah. I give him seven or eight for eight years. I would do that. Or how you know? I give her. Well, point being, I would give him more than the two or three or four. Yeah, I'm comfortable right. with that. You'd you'd invest yeah. in him to be a part of the team that you're pinpointing as 26, 27 yeah. season and beyond. He would be part of it. Right. Yeah, and and I apologize. Tabo was on the 2015 team, but you know, he watched a lot of those games from the uh, press box. Did have a uh-huh. game. Did have a goal in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I don't know was, how I forgot that, was, but you know, he was a key part in that team. But, but we'll yeah, I mean, that was um, that was that was a while ago, and and yeah, I mean, you you wonder where his uh, career priorities are at. I, I I think that is that is something that I I would be fascinated to kind of pick the brain of some of these guys um, about you know what when you get to that point in your career, like what is like how do you prioritize things? Do you know the clock is ticking and you want to? Uh, try and make one more run at it. Do you just want to enjoy your last few years? Maybe win some games. Uh, you know, maybe maybe make a run here or there. Or, or are you just make making sure that you know you got uh, you know stability with your family and everything? So it's it's interesting. Bless you, bless you. 
allergic to losses. <laughs> well, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, I've had a long year. <sighs> All right. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's been a tough one, man. Uh, anything we need to know before I let you go? Anything uh, noteworthy? Did you play the uh, Ryan Donato video? We did. We did, yes. Okay, I have a new question, a real question about this Blackhawks team. What would get you drunker? Drinking every time Kevin Korchinski says obviously or drinking every time Ryan Donato says at the end of the day? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I think Korchinski because he talks more quickly. Yeah, he'd, he'd get more obviously in. Yeah. All right. Well, that would be Blackhawks Hockey 98 is upset we didn't play Luke's video, but I will be throwing that up on in its oh, entirety yeah. on the CHGO Blackhawks Twitter account momentarily, so you can go watch the whole presser from there. It'll there be you on go. YouTube as well. And by the way, Greg, you won Hoosier Hawk. Congratulations. Oh, I know. I was, I was, I had, I had the uh, first line luck of Ryan Donato. I picked one of the four games where he was going to be effective, and uh, I lucked out. So it's at the end of the day, I'm the hel- obviously I'm the helmet winner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's his third multi-point game of the year. Donato's. Yeah. Cool. Good for him. There you go. Good All right, Greg. Thanks for everything, man. Appreciate it. Right. We'll see you, uh, we'll Monday. See you uh, Monday for a uh, a pregame show. We haven't done one of those in forever. Not in a long time. Uh, Blackhawks practice tomorrow, 1130. Yeah, I'm taking the option. I'll see you guys Monday. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Peace Sounds out. Good. All right, Greg. That's Greg Boyson from the United Center. Uh, we've got to tie up some loose ends. We've got to name our four-star of the game. We've got to do uh, Connor's Corner. We're going to do that. But first, we are once again going to remind you that if you need new flooring, there is no place to go like Empire today where you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and that low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they've got copycats. Don't go to the copycats. Mm -mm. Go to empire shopping at floors at a big box store can be frustrating because the guy who worked in plumbing yesterday is handling floors today doesn't know what he's talking about with either he's going to sell you a bad plunger and a bad floor and you don't want that especially you the do plunger. not want a bad plunger because then what do you do you don't want to know go get a different plunger empire today prides themselves on their convenient shop at home service they help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their new floors will look like in their home's lighting and of course they can make an informed decision schedule a free in-home estimate today all listeners can receive a 350 dollars discount when they use that promo code chgo restrictions apply see empire today.com slash chgo for details all right, four-star time. I'm going to guess it is Connor Bedard. Am I right? You are correct. All right, so that leads us very nicely into Connor's Corner. We can kill two birds with one stone, which is always the corner for the Connor. desired thing to do on hockey shows and yes. in life in general. Oh, let's play the music. Where's the damn music? Where's there the music? Is. There we go. Connor Bedard, he had one assist. He had uh, 21-19 of ice time, four shots on goal, five shot attempt, and a very painful yeah. block shot. I had to put that on there. I that looked that bad, was, man. Woo. That was right in his shin. From I like didn't see it away. either. I was like looking down for a second, and I just heard everyone go, ooh, and I saw him struggling to leave the yeah. ice, and I almost just jumped right off. The I was, level. yeah, I was, uh, I was very nervous because I was, I was after he went down. 
I was like, please get up. I just felt like Simba in Lion King. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I was, oh, I yeah. was like, I was like, please get up, please get up. And then he got up and he was like hobbling. I'm like, no. And then they uh. went. And, and then Columbus goes and scored. I was just like, ah, screw it, whatever. Is, is Bernard fine? <laughs> like, yeah, you know? that's all that matters. And then yeah, he didn't miss a shift, which was great. So hopefully it's, you know, just to put some ice on it, bruise and, you know, uh, you just you just play on. But man, it's. He's had a rough one, rough couple of games. Yeah, got a, a shot right in the shin, like a slash to the hand. He's you know got Erica Branson's ass right in his face tonight. Like it's just no one wants it's a, that. That's a rough one. No one wants that. I will say he is tough as nails. He's a t- yeah, he's, he's tough. a tough kid. I would like I would like to see less times where he has to tough it out, but it's good to know that um, he is not as one former expert said too small. No, so yeah. former expert. Yeah, you remember that? No, Greg McKegg or whatever his name is. Oh God! Or I don't with know. a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. <laughs> um, boy, that game sucked. Can we uh, can we stop talking about it? Law? I think so. Uh, I believe we've done all the required requirements, and uh, that's all that's required. All right, before we go, do your requirement. Smash that like button for us. We would greatly appreciate that. We're gonna be back Monday. All right, we've got pregame show. Back Monday. It's going to be fun, I think. If for some reason you haven't <laughs> subscribed so. yet, yeah, we're very close to 50,000 subscribers oh, on this here YouTube channel. That's fun. Is there a way to know who the 50,000th subscriber is? I no. don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, I, maybe. Yeah, I think you'd have I, to watch it go I, from four ninety nine. to Honestly, I don't know if, if the YouTube back end is really that detailed. I've, yeah, I've had trouble with my other podcast finding out stuff about YouTube followers. I mean, you can see how many there are, but I don't know if it's giving you like, it's Johnny. Yeah, it doesn't give you an update when yeah. someone subscribes. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Because mm. be we cool. got those commemorative pucks to give away. Yeah. Bought a Chris Chelios one. Got another one from that Corey Crawford game. We got to figure out how to give away. Yeah. So, and I believe we still have some tickets left for our takeover. Uh, less than a handful of tickets. We had are, uh, earlier remaining. today. We had five left. Yeah, and it is now open to everybody, not just diehards. Mm-hmm. So if you want your tickets, March twenty sixth, Hawks of Flames. We're sitting in the one hundred level yeah. for this game. Awesome. There are literally, at most, five tickets left. Yep. So if you've not gotten them yet, allchgo.com. If you're looking to become a diehard, you might want to do it now because you save 20% on the event anyway. You get a free shirt or hat upon sign up, including our brand new uh, Raised in Chicago number seven design that just popped out in correlation with Chris Chelios's uh, jersey retirement, oddly enough. Yeah, by random um, chance. And you always <laughs> save 20% at chgolocker.com. So good time to become a diehard. Save on the event. Get a free shirt, wear the shirt to the event, bada bing, bada boom, Mm -hmm. everyone's happy. But again, if you can't afford to become a diehard now, understandable, you can still join us at the takeover, allchgo.com. But again, act now or you're going to miss out. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. And regardless of win or loss. If you've been a diehard. Yes. And you've purchased every shirt in the CHGO locker at that 20% discount and you've renewed your diehard membership and you've got your free shirts and you're like man i got no more shirts to buy Aha! well jokes on you fool keep an eye out tomorrow there may be some uh or the next day or monday monday because i don't know what day it is it's almost sunday right now and a few hours uh keep an eye out because monday is a big day is march 4th a significant day in chgo the more in chgo than in in 
Chicago, I, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, it'll uh, it'll be a good day for people looking to uh, update their wardrobe. There I say. Go. That's called a tease, Mr. And Mrs. Is. Yeah. Or whatever you call yourself. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Puck drop is at 8 o'clock Monday, so you guess it's 7.30 pregame, and we'll have the postgame following that. We'll see if Josh Manson gets his comeuppance <laughs> against the Blackhawks. Thanks to Lawrence for running the show. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. If you've not smashed that like button, please do so on your way out, and uh, subscribe to our page as well. We'll talk to you Monday, 7.30 pregame, Hawks and Avs on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. <laughs> City like the mayor. 